Welcome to Tashma, the podcast where you get to listen in on Hadar's Beit Midrash. I'm Rabbi Avi Killip. I have loved sharing the Divrei Torah for holidays this year on Tashma. To close out my year, I want to share with you what I wrote about Yom Kippur for Lifnai Velifnim, the Inner Sanctum, which is this year's High Holiday Reader from Hadar. These readers are released for the High Holidays and for Pesach, and they are really full of amazing Torah from Hadar's faculty. All of these readers are available to be ordered in print as the holiday approaches, and they are also available to download on Hadar's website. Here's my essay for Yom Kippur. Let's listen. When I was living in Israel during rabbinical school, one of my classmates had a young child. This little boy was particularly attached to a new toy, a stuffed pickle. And they would pass the time in their small rental apartment playing a game called Find the Pickle. My classmate would hide the stuffed toy somewhere in the apartment, and then the child would go looking for it. Each time, he would start by looking in the place where the pickle had previously been found. The father never hid the pickle in the same place twice, but that did not deter the boy from first returning to his previous finding spot. Perhaps it would be there again. The classmate, my friend Rabbi Jordan Bronig, later reflected that his son played Find the Pickle the same way that we play Find God. When we feel the yearning for God, we go looking in places where we last felt God. We hike back to that same waterfall, crack open the familiar book, cook our favorite Shabbat meal. And if we don't find God again, waiting for us in that same familiar place, we feel disappointed. Like the child who in theory knows that the elusive pickle is always on the move, we also know that the world is constantly changing, that we are constantly changing. We know this, and yet we can't help but feel disappointed when something that used to leave us spiritually full just doesn't land the same way. Throughout lockdown and quarantines, we dreamed of getting back to the lives we loved. But re-emerging was not always the satisfying reunion we anticipated. The food at a favorite restaurant might not have tasted as savory as we remembered. Window shopping may no longer have provided the same thrill. Even sitting in shul might not have allowed for the spiritual connection it once did. It can be scary to discover that something that once brought joy, fulfillment, and connection now feels stale or empty. When we've grown accustomed to finding the face of God in a certain place or in a certain relationship— and then one day it's not there, the absence can feel heavy and disorienting. The Israeli poet Dan Pagis gives voice to the deep pain of searching for God in his poem, Hide and Seek. In the backyard of the world, we played, he and I. I covered my eyes, he hid. One, two, three, not in front of me, not behind me, not within me. Since then, I've been searching for so many years. So what if I don't find you? Come out already. Come out. You can see I've given up. Sometimes the searching has gone on so long that like Pagis, we are ready to cry out to God. Tsekfar, tse, come out already. In dark moments, we empathize with the deep loneliness in this poem. We too might be tempted to surrender to relieve ourselves of the burden of perpetual seeking. But like the child searching for his beloved stuffed pickle, 
we need not give up. Turning up empty-handed need not mean that we have lost, only that the game is just beginning. The search for God is long and vast and will span a lifetime. But once a year, the dynamic is different. If Judaism offers up life as a giant game of hide-and-seek with the Holy One, Yom Kippur is the one day when God doesn't hide. The game is paused, and God emerges in search of us. Yom Kippur is designed to open itself to us, offering easy access to the divine. A Hasidic teaching from Rabbi Schneer Zalman of Liadi tells us that during the month of Elul, the king is in the field. During the 40 days leading up to Yom Kippur, God is not shut up in a palace hiding, but wandering through the gardens, waiting for us to approach. In Elul, God comes out looking for us, and on Yom Kippur, God actually invites us in. On Yom Kippur, God is looking for you. Yom Kippur's liturgy and imagery offer us intimacy with God. God is our Father. God gathers us in. We pray to fall into God's hands. Our tradition tells us that on Yom Kippur, we have the most free access to God, and within the day, the Avoda service in Musaf is the moment of most extreme intimacy. Represented by the high priest, we are invited into God's home. The ritual stages the ultimate drama. The danger is real, and the thrill of coming closer than ever to God is almost palpable. You can imagine the high priest's heart racing as he draws near, and perhaps your own heart beats a little faster, too. I learned from my professor, Rabbi Nehemia Polin, that whereas Sinai offered us a vertical approach to the heavens, the Avodah service of Yom Kippur offers us a parallel but very different journey of Revelation, inviting us inward. On Yom Kippur, we go deeper. We draw closer. The Avodah ritual is long and intricate. The laws offer us a slow and steady build to the climax of an encounter with God. We enter fully into this fantasy. Most temple rituals are remembered only through the chanting of the Torah service, but this one we make a much stronger effort to relive. Through the liturgy of the Avodah service, we chant in community. We stage a dramatic storytelling. Although we stop short of a complete reenactment, we are invited to open ourselves up to the power and intimacy of this ritual. This is our chance, through the high priest, to present ourselves directly to God. The Talmud offers us this vivid account of the unmediated encounter with the divine. From Talmud Bavli, Brachot 7a. It was taught, Rabbi Yishmael ben Elisha, the high priest, said, once I entered the innermost sanctum, the Holy of Holies, to offer incense, and I saw a Katriel Yah, God of hosts, seated upon a high and exalted throne. And God said to me, Yishmael, my son, bless me. I said, God, may it be your will that your mercy overcome your anger, and may your mercy prevail over your other attributes, and may you act towards your children with mercy and may you apply the law expansively. And God nodded God's head in agreement. On Yom Kippur, 
we are invited all the way in. On this one day, when we finally get up close and the boundaries fall completely away, we discover that God is not waiting to bless us, but instead asking for our blessing. God has been longing for us. It turns out that God is waiting for us to come out already. And what does God most want? Rachamim, to be merciful, to soften. We bless God with the opportunity to forgive us. Through vidui, confession, and slichot, penitential prayer, we allow God to fulfill this blessing. God can only forgive sins for which we have confessed and requested mechila, forgiveness. In asking for mechila today, we offer God the chance to sink deeply into kisei shel rachamim, the throne of mercy, and to be close to us. The moment of most extreme intimacy is a moment of pure rachamim, a moment of complete divine forgiveness. On Yom Kippur, we feel the divine rachamim wash over us. The wave is holy, sometimes cathartic, sometimes ecstatic, and it lasts for just this one day. The Ashkenazi text of the Avoda describes it. A day for restoring love and companionship. A day of abandoning envy and strife. A day when you will forgive all our sins. Yom Kippur is our gift to God and God's gift to us. We are given page after page of tefillot and piyutim, rituals and images, metaphors and longings. Somewhere in this day, I hope you are able to find God and that God is able to find you. And when you meet, I hope you are able to drink in the rachamim. And then, what do we do when the day is over? After Na'ila, when God shuts the gates and returns to the palace, leaving us alone, what then? We begin the search again. We will, predictably, go looking for God again in all the winning places and moments from the past year. As always, the great game of spiritual hide-and-seek will have surprises in store for us. Things that were hard for us last year may turn out to be places of ease and fulfillment in the coming year. Other moments of anticipated joy and spiritual connection will instead bring unexpected pain and loss. But we will face the year ahead a little differently. We have learned something about God and about the power of rachamim, compassion, and forgiveness. In the moments and days following Yom Kippur, we remember that forgiveness has the power to create intimacy and connection. Like God, we too can call on our own rachamim, our ability to soften, to be generous and forgiving. And if we are granted this great blessing, we will move through the world in new ways. Armed with the power of rachamim, we approach another year of life. Like the child in search of his beloved stuffed pickle, we begin the game again. Our producers for this episode are Sam Greenberg and Jeremy Tabak. Thank you to Nadav Remez for editing this episode. I'm your host, Rabbi Avi Killip. It's been a pleasure to learn with you. 